everybody and welcome along to this week's edition of the Irish Golfer Podcast brought to you in association with KPMG. I'm your host Peter Finnan and delighted to be joined this week by Mark O'Mahony, PGA professional from Concept Golf. Hey Mark. Hey Pete, how are things? Yeah, good, 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 good. That was a that was an exciting week to say the least. That was a different one all right, wasn't it? Different one all right. So memorable for so many reasons, but 100% <laughs> The most memorable thing about that is this. That's where he's aiming. And that's where he's headed, just a little bit right of it, but this ball appears to be hammered. Wow. <laughs> ah, that's so far up there. And now, to be honest with you, it's in the right rough and with the whole cut front right. And no one's having more fun, Gary, than DeChambeau. Yeah. Did you see what he did? Both oh, hands yeah. in the air as if to say, you wanted it, did it, you got it. Yep. You wanted it, you got it. <laughs> he definitely gave it, eh? <laughs> Unbelievable. Like, I don't, like, it's mad coming away from a golf tournament and um, just looking back on that. And, like, that's a shot that I think we are all going to remember, like, for as long as. It's going to be an iconic golf photograph. I think so. I think so. And kind of, he definitely got in the moment. All right. So I was kind of saying to myself uh, when it happened, what was, um, what was the best thing about that? Was it the, was it the actual sound of the ball coming off the club face? Uh, or was it the crowd noise for the first time in a long time here in cheers, you know? So it was just a fantastic, fantastic thing to, uh, to have seen. And, um, obviously for him to have achieved as well, you know, he definitely brought a, Unbelievable. Like, there's, like, I was only thinking back today. So he won the US Open last year. Uh, and I can't remember a single shot that he hit in the US Open, really. You know, <laughs> it's just, there's nothing memorable. And we're going to look back now. Like, I'm glad he won it as well because, you know, it, it sort of wraps it up. It, it, it That narrative is all the same. It's Bryson, Bryson, Bryson. But there's mm. everyone from here on in is going to stand on that six tee box at Bay Hill and like it. it's just Bryson that's like yeah. I mean, it, it's going to be one of those shots like we all remember like you know your famous photographs of like Jack Nicholas holding the putter up in 86 when he's rolling <laughs> in the 17 to the gust and so I think that photograph of him with his hands up in the air and driver <laughs> hanging out of one hand, it's, just, it's phenomenal it's so good like and I like uh, it's one of these weekends that definitely broke down some barriers for me. Like I am not a fan of Bryson DeChambeau by any means. I just don't like the way he goes on. I don't like his antics sometimes. But he brought the entertainment factor this week. And he brought, I think he has brought sort of just something that's different again. Like he, he actually is getting people, and I think purists of the game and, and, and guys like that, he's getting people to embrace now these technology changes that he's gone through, the scientific approach, because he's showing how interesting he can make it. And I'd love to see the, like, day two, I'd love to see the viewing figures for how many millions of people have viewed in, like, between four, five, and six, just to see him having a cut again. Yeah, exactly. And and he brought it again um, the second time. So it was... Uh... No, I, I, I think what you're touching on there is 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 a nice kind of broad discussion from chats that we've had in the past um, about certain topics um and and i think where where it's following on from is is that like that guy hit one shot there one drive 
that is probably after just bringing the entertainment value of golf up exponentially where people to your point kind of tuning in to see what's going to happen the next coming days um and i really think that like that's all of the work that he's done with chris como and his backroom team of hours upon hours and thousands upon thousands of balls of trashing it going through the um the biomechanics and this potential swing changes club changes dietary changes psychological changes just for that one shot and yeah. all of that hard work was for that <laughs> and to double Wait. down and do it again like to double down do yeah. it again on the last day because like I honestly think, like, you've seen the mad, like, he had a serious conversation with his caddy on that six tee box mm. on the last day. And I'm sure they discussed it a lot beforehand on the range. They knew the wind was perfect for it. He knew, right, he had a, he had a big decision to make in that tee. It wasn't just hitting a drive to try and win a golf tournament. He knew if he pumped it out there, went wrong, he was going to lose the golf tournament. Yeah. More than likely. If that tee shot goes wrong, you're going to lose the tournament. Yeah. But... So he had that pressure along with him. So he sacrificed, I think, in his own head, trying to win the golf tournament by, I suppose, trying to win the golf tournament by actually taking that thing on and doing um, that. And like the level of detail that went into yeah. making that decision. And I think he knew the importance of that to the future of the development of what he has been working on for the last year. Mm -hmm. And how people's because everyone like even players that were having a go at him before commentators that were having a go at him before i haven't heard one person come out and say well maybe andrew coldhart had a bit of a go at him but outside that i haven't heard one person come out and say like this is bad for the game yeah like it's again you saw speak yesterday kind of uh, stopping and seeing what he was going to do on that hole um and, and a number of others were doing that as well but uh, again that discussion that he's had with his with, with his caddy, that shot was there at hand if he wanted it. But it was also the the the, the next shot, which would have been the, the safer um, option into that close where everyone goes. So there's there was a hell of a lot of kind of um, thought process going into what he was doing. Probably early doors in the game in the round to do it, I think was was better. Um, again, as as he got on in the game. There was a couple of shots that he was hitting that he needed to hit that little bit of a cut shot and, and it wasn't happening it was staying left going left um and it got him into trouble a little bit he didn't um, drive the ball well in the last round at all no he drove it very no. poorly for his standards but the one that he had to that catch one shot made, that he had to pull off and he did it <laughs> and it is phenomenal yeah. it's phenomenal what i love about like just golf in general so like watching westwood and watching the shambo going hammer and tongs like two completely different approaches yep. separated by like a 20 year age gap and they just went wire to wire on a world stage like yeah. it's a hair in a tortoise job yeah and like that's what sums up how class golf can be you know the science and brute force versus like artistry and flair yeah such a generational game like you know and uh, again with like westwood was still pumping it out there westwood was still like at one 169 ball speed which is yeah. like phenomenal at tournament level 
Um, yeah, but you look, <laughs> yeah, like... you look at the difference. So, on, like, just taking the sixth, I know we're being unfair to the US, yeah. but just taking the sixth, yeah. it was 168 yards between their balls. So, Bryson's hitting a sand wedge into a par five. And yeah. That's what's clipping a four iron. <laughs> yeah. But he loved it. He was there was fist bumps and yeah. back slaps the whole way up the fairway. He thought it was unbelievable. It's <laughs> great to see. That. Yeah, and it's it's the entertainment fact. That that's the key thing. And 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 again, you alluded to kind of the the hierarchy or the top table of the game of golf with 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 kind of USJ or and a. You just hope they're they're understanding this kind of modern how would you say, element to the game of golf that, yeah, it's it's still within reason and um, respecting the game, but it's moving with the times. And yeah, at the end of the day, it's, it's it's entertainment all day, you know, and and a certain person did it for for a long, long time before him in, in, in Tiger, you know, and he brought that flair. And I think um, like him or dislike him, I think, the Shambo brings that bit of flair, you know, and he, yeah, he's not going to hit every fairway, but you know, he's going to go out and he's going to give it a good thump and, and, and bring, bring the viewer a bit of entertainment as to, well, he's 30, 30 yards offline, but he's still got a wedge in his hand or he's got this in his hand and he's trying to conjure up something. So there's still that kind of artistry there. If, if it does go awry, you know, and it, for me, it was a bit of reminiscent of um, what Tiger was doing early doors when he was, blasting off tees and, and winging it a little bit you know yeah no he's he, he's put himself on a new level doing that like mm. everyone now will know outside like people that don't play golf it was on the news like what he was at it was it was everywhere what he's been doing what he's been working on but to pull that off at such an iconic venue such an iconic hole and to actually make it across the fire and he made it across on the widest part of the hole as well if he actually went for the green yeah. he would have carried it onto the green but yeah. he has now put himself like you look at the tournaments that he's won so he's eight pga tour wins mm -hmm. but there's only two guys now him and tiger are the only two that have won u.s amateur u.s open jack nicholas's memorial and arnie's bay hill yeah. like serious seriously big tournaments yeah and you follow the shot link and uh you know strokes gained and what what identifies his winning of that tournament at the weekend and it wasn't his driving no. it was his approach play correct like the, the 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 approach shot the best shot i've seen all week and after playing bay hill and knowing how tough that golf course is and how tough that setup is but definitely that 18th hole the shot he hit on round three his approach out of that deep rough mm. and he came out afterwards and said a year ago i would never have been able to do that to play like out of that really really thick wet lush rough mm. over water into a green that's cutting away from you and to hit a hold off fade shot uh like 194 or five yards that he yeah. unbelievable with probably yeah. a seven iron in his hand or something like phenomenal yeah, like you, like some of the some of the clubs that he was pulling, and 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 Rich Beam was like calling numbers, and the clubs he was hitting was just it, it was it was scary. But I, I think a really interesting thing is is that like he didn't run away with the tournament either. Um, like three or four lads could have easily played, uh, could have easily won that um, initially. And it could have easily been a playoff between him and, and, and Westwood. So, 
like that's the interesting thing and 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 again it's it's not that he's going out and he's he's ripped tearing courses asunder no. um i i think the course set up in bay hill was personally for me everything that i'd love to see at, at, at tournament it gives unbelievable value to spectators to the viewers at home and um, it gives a phenomenal challenge challenge of accuracy and precision for 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 golfers you get rewarded for unbelievable shots you get punished for not so good shots and at the end of the day like again um you're correct like his his strokes gained on approach shots was 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 top class um i think lee westwood was 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 up there as well if he wasn't one he was definitely two and then it, as we both know it comes down to the, the the short stick you know like he held some like immense puts like you know the some of the, down, the, yeah. the up and down saves that he got were just ludicrous the one on 11 stuck out for me when he got the plugged ball now yeah. like he was going mad about the bunkers but then he he held this like i think it was around 35 foot on jordan speed raker <laughs> unbelievable like unbelievable the one thing that, that really impressed me yesterday um was how he stuck at it like that They're like westwood is never gonna go away westwood was there and he was gonna keep him honest all day mm-hmm. westwood was gonna ask those questions and he wasn't gonna fall away like uh a younger guy might have been intimidated like he's seen it all before he's done it all before he made a mistake on 16 you know you've left a wedge into a par five and yeah. you uh that was dropped the ball there but he, he got away with it because bryson only had a five and i still thought par par might have been enough um for westwood to get a playoff but in fairness to the shambo he like he pulled off he pulled off two like the shot the shot he hit into 17 that iron into 17. That was immense. It was closer than I think anyone hit all day into 17. Mm-hmm. And then to back it up, drive off 18, hit the heart of the green, and like left himself, I think he put he put the first put about five foot past, didn't he? Yeah. They left himself like a little knee knocker there going in. He'd Westwood mm-hmm. laughing to the TV cameras going, <laughs> go on, your turn, big boy. <laughs> but yeah. um, no, he, he stood up every question that was asked, he stood up. And yeah. you just have to tip your hat to how we got it done i i i couldn't agree more and and again like in a way he kind of went out and it was his to lose um and he kind of really won it on kind of the 17th he kind of got that momentum that 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 recovery shot after that um strong drive off of 17 um to keep that ball on the green was was immense you know because those greens were starting to really get firm and that ball the, the balls weren't just slowing down at all so um i think he, he got a lot from that obviously lee didn't convert much from 16 17 and then 18 obviously in the divot um so i i think it, it's quite interesting like that the whole event kind of came down to how the shambles attitude and performance would be over nearly three holes <laughs> Yeah. for everything he'd done before that yeah and he was just he was laser like though on those three holes that's the thing yeah. well maybe not 16 you know after the drive and stuff like that and he went a bit long but like 17 and 18 just summed up to shambo as a player when he needed to you know he has those two drives we didn't see the crank ball coming off uh <laughs> you know he when he needed to he like he has the finesse as good as anybody out there and, yeah. and that's what won him that golf tournament not absolutely lamping the ball 370 odd yards yeah. it's touch 
yeah exactly and I, although although it's a it's a spectacular thing to look at um and it's great viewing the game still boils down to if you're going to win you need to have areas of your game operating at a, at a seriously strong level and that that type of course setup what's interesting is both guys who are in the final final uh, group um and finished one two like their approach and strokes gained was was way up there you know um which which was key um so it's a uh, it is it's down to the finesse it's down to the skill level of what, what that player is bringing that week and the shambo definitely did stand up for it did it. you see his caddy actually with the compass out on the six tee box like around his lanyard around his neck he had like people were going mental online thought it was some sort of wind measuring device they're working <laughs> out they're obviously working out wind direction and yeah. what goes where and picking a right tree in the distance to take a line on and seeing what way the wind's coming how much is going to affect it but yeah he took it out and just sort of sat a compass down in front of him and goes yeah yeah we got to go that way like the level of detail at these guys i don't think there was any other caddy stood in that tee box with a compass so like these are yeah, lads i've never to, i've never seen that before yeah and these are lads like they had to ban them from using a protractor on the green reading books like <laughs> yeah. that's how insane these guys are now i know we took like i laugh about it now but i just thought they were bonkers back when they were doing that but like to have the pga tour have to ban lads from using protractors because he was down like you just think it reminds me of harrington going back to augusta with like spirit levels and greens and stuff like that they're just stone mad but these guys like he is learning to get it done and there's going to be so many guys now looking at his regime or what he's at because it's not just the long drive and it's the approach play and the benefits of if he puts it into thick lies in the rough he knows now he has the brute force and the brawn and the control to stop that club turning over is phenomenal. Yeah, uh, no question about it. I think like when you look at it again, the whole essence of how you go about an event, I think he's just spun it, not spun it on its head, but he's added about five or six extra um, layers to it for lads to maybe have a look at. Um, and you know what, it mightn't be the, 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 the element or the ability of standing there and pumping it out there. It might be actually course management in, in a sense of how you go about um, mapping your way around the course, what tools are at your um, are, are at your uh, hand to, 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 to map that out and to get the, the most out of it. Um, like a lot of tour players are in depth in their approach to, 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 to the course setup of an event like i've seen guys going out with track men i've seen guys going out with gc quads and kind of at certain holes actually getting data and um, to take back and look at it before their actual official practice round um it's a, it's a whole different level and that would be an interesting thing to see with lads now as to the level they go to when they're going out to to find and the, the nuances of, 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 of certain courses, you know, and how they're set up for tournament play. Yeah, one thing, one thing that stood out on, I seen, I think it was Dave Keating, PGA Pro, that I go for a few lessons for, a really good guy. He said online uh, that a wise pro once said to him, when you're hitting a ball over water like that, so like a long iron, um, you know, timber over water, that the air density over the water and the moisture levels the ball won't travel as far. He said an old pro said that to him before, a ball won't travel as far. And it's something that has stuck with him and that he'd always make that adjustment. 
which is mm. something an amateur would never think of. You know, I'm hitting a ball over water. You know, there might be a five yard difference in this with the moisture levels over that lake in the air. And you know that Bryson has probably been out there on Tuesday with like a barometer, a uh, water measuring device, a wind measuring device, everything. Like, yeah, there's no, uh, there's, there's no licking your index finger and sticking it up into no. the air. The day, yeah, the days of throwing a bit of grass up in the air and it lands in your playing partner's face are long gone. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. But his, uh... like, his training routine, his practice routine, I was reading like, I know we've, looked at all the stuff but 250 balls a day with a driver with like mm-hmm. 10 second breeder intervals in between shots it's just i hope he doesn't wreck himself because it's starting to get interesting now we've got to a level that like i think so many people are looking at him to fill the void of entertainment and he's he's quickly becoming the most desirable name every week at a golf tournament if you look at it as well, what I actually like looking at about his move, it's a very rotational move. And just a small snippet of looking at biomechanics. If you look at your joints working from the ground up, they're all meant to work around one another, not kind of leverage off one another. Um, what's quite interesting is if you look at um, everyone saying about his ankle and the pressure that he's putting on it, all that force is gone. All that force is being exerted on the ball, and it's just the escape of him getting into the follow through. Whereas, if you look at another player like Brooks Kepke, who kind of definitely has a very kind of um, squat approach, if you will, to 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 his backswing and and thrusing, it's definitely a more vertical up and down movement as opposed to more rotational movement to the shambo. I hope I don't jinx him now, but at the same time, I, I really think he's, again, he's thought about it, he's looked at it, looked at the information and just put a fantastic approach to it that he he shouldn't get, he should be uh, preventing injury, you know, and, and creating longevity with this. So it, it's an intriguing journey he's continuing to go on with it and definitely one I'm um, intrigued to look at as well and see how it develops. Yeah, and speaking of Brooks, I seen he pulled out. He withdrew yeah. from the players this week. Knee so gone again. That knee gone again. Yeah, like that's not good uh, coming no. into this time of the year. You know, when he just got back, especially after winning a tournament as well, to have to do that. So uh, yeah, yeah, hopefully he gets back recovering well. But like, we go from a hugely positive story to uh, oh my god, Rory McIlroy. Like, <laughs> I, I yeah. again here, like I like. I don't know if everyone has heard, but his press conference after the round here, I'll, I'll give this a whirl and play this. And like, it's disheartening to say the least, but here we go. Still okay. There's some good parts this week again. Um, some stuff that I'm sort of, I don't know what the, the word is or how to describe it, but just a little dejected or I don't know, like maybe like maybe looking to go in a different direction. I don't know. I need something. I need a spark. I need something. Um, and I just don't seem to have it. Some days it's good. Some days it's not. Uh, so, you know, I'll get up there uh, tomorrow, get some practice in and get ready for, for next week. Looking to go in a different direction. So, like, mm-hmm. my reading between the lines and Anna, Rory McIlroy is always very deliberate about what he says and how he communicates things across. So looking for a new direction, 
and I think everyone's reading it the same thing. It's either a new coach or a new caddy. Yeah. Or both. Uh, yeah, some something's gonna happen, you know. I think uh yeah, he's there's there's definitely a mojo missing there. Um and again gets off to a phenomenal start on Thursday and you're kinda you're kinda just nearly waiting for the car crash because of the past the recent past has shown that he just doesn't put four rounds of golf uh together, you know. Um it's 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 a very intriguing uh um kind of situation he's in he's getting frustrated now he's yeah. getting visibly frustrated on the golf course um and the the thing about it is and i know i've defended him over the last number of weeks and said he's, he's closing the gap he, i still think he is but he like you know you break down his last round he he makes too many of, of i don't know how many made in the whole field but he makes too many unforced errors yeah throughout his round and that's just it he and he puts himself in so much trouble um, so many times. It's just like st- there was no need for him to do that on six yesterday. Absolutely <laughs> no need. And like he's just went and went for that line knowing that what happened the day before. I think a little bit of him is like a little bit envious of what Bryson has taken to the table and what's what's going on. And uh, the attention is getting a little bit like the difference. I think Rory, in fairness to him, was one of the only other players on the Saturday to take a similar line to Bryson. Made mm. it over. He was only nine yards back from where Bryson was. Nobody said a word about it. Yeah. But on the same line, Bryson puts it up beside the green, gets up and down for birdie. Rory from 100 yards away in a par five walks away with a par. Like, Yeah, it's you, you, at that level... When when you've got like that momentum going, you, you can't you can't be doing that simple as and it's nearly like and again something that I've would have always picked up on is when everything has gone his way and he's in that kind of when he's in that groove, he's phenomenal and like he is like just amazing to watch. But when it just doesn't go with him and obviously he's coming on week on week now where it's just not clicking, he can get dejected and he just nearly gets down on himself or something, you know and. Again, obviously the comments then with uh, looking for something to click or a spark, yeah, a spark, yeah. It just he needs to find his own spark, isn't it? Yeah, like, I don't think changing a caddy, changing a coach, whatever he's thinking of doing, he's changed all his equipment. He's changed his drivers. He's changed his iron yeah. shaft. He's changed his ball. He new putter this week. He's changing everything, and he just needs to take a closer look at himself and change his approach. I think. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Like when you start going down the route and, and again, these guys are so sensitive to feel. And one of the last things that you'd probably see them changing is is their iron shafts um, and golf ball as well. If you look at probably Rory's probably one of the one of the few guys who's changed his ball the most out on tour from when he was playing different manufacturers. Like he's gone through so many golf ball changes, you know. But he's never changed. Like I think that's the first time he changed his irons and uh, his iron shafts in like twelve years. Yeah, he's gone from Project X to yeah. True Temper. True Temper, yeah, uh, DX Seven. So yeah, uh, listen. Um, it, it that's an interesting one because I could see like for me Project X definitely offers a lot of feel. Project X shaft when I work with players really gives them a lot of stability and flight. Uh, gives them a lot of feel up around the grip handle area. Um, 
whereas you go through into a true temper, you nearly push that kind of momentum of the club into the head. And if Rory has kind of been working on keeping keeping the club out in front of him a little bit more, um, I could understand that. And I would see that kind of transition with, with players and um, that if they're looking to control the head a little bit more, um, a, a true temper will give them that sense of feel. Um, and, and it would have an influence on kind of knowing where that club is, you know, and awareness I, of it. I hate seeing him play golf and trying to hit these hold-off soft cuts when he's a natural coverer, drawer of a golf ball. Completely and agree Martin with you. Keimer, Martin yeah. Keimer went down this route and went down an awful wormhole and it destroyed him for years. Yeah. And he's trying to change something that is naturally not his fall-to position. And he's messing with club path. And like a lot of these guys can hit draw shots, can hit hold-off, can hit fades. Like by manipulation, but keeping mm-hmm. the club path fairly similar. Correct. Rory's messing with his path. Correct. And I just think it's a slippery slope when he's he's talking about getting too steep, coming too inside, coming too over. Like there's no one area. He is trying so many things on the range, and I think that's where a good coach comes in and actually says, "Okay, like I just I hate seeing him trying to force something, and that's what he's trying to do. I think force something that." Yeah is not naturally in him and now over the last few weeks he's looked like we've highlighted the changes he's made throughout his bag but if you strip it back it is it does reek a bit of final roll of the dice little bit of desperation changing all this amount of gear and product throughout his golf bag five six weeks into a golf season yeah you'd like to think that the hard work is done at that level you know um Mm. Again, I think on 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 that point as well, Pete. It's fine when you change a, a shaft, but you'd want a very a very good reason at that level as to why you're doing it, and you want some foundation as to uh, why you're doing it. And to expand on your point, if you're changing your shaft and going into a different field point within what the club head is going to give you back in 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 feedback. And you're playing around with in inside path for some shots, outside path for other shots. It's it's nearly a recipe for disaster because you 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 you've nothing there um, at your core kind of um, from the core outset uh, to work off. Um, and 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 again, I completely agree with you. Like if you're if you're one degree from the inside on a continuous basis fine stay stay at that you know at least you know what's gonna be there when you're under pressure yeah and that's the problem when he's under any sort of pressure he is hitting so many slack shots the the, the most interesting part so he's obviously he's focusing in like all these changes are with Augusta in mind that he's making but he's focused in mainly on his wedge side of things as well and we've highlighted over the last number of weeks that yeah he's changed all the irons mm-hmm. but the shafts He's now got the same iron shaft throughout his bag. So the same, this, like normally a lot of tour pros go for a softer feel in their wedges. And Rory has always done that. So Rory has always had 6.5 Project Act in his everything down uh, to 9 iron. Then his pitching wedge was, or he had 7s in his irons and then yeah. 6.5, a little bit softer in his pitching wedge. Now he's gone with 
all of his wedges, pitch and wedge, all the same, all the same. So he's obviously messing with flight, he's messing with spin, he's messing with spin characteristics, trying to hit different window. It's just not working. It's not working for him. Uh, I, I'd love to, I'd love to hear what the reaction would have been um, when, when and if the guys uh, said to him, "Let's just put." X four hundreds into your wedges and leave your seven O's alone in your in your um in your irons. Because that's actually a big trend out on tour where a lot of lads might play Project X in their irons and then go into a dynamic goal shaft um in their wedges um for a little bit more flight flight control and feel and response of the club face. Um I definitely would would have loved to maybe gotten feedback or or, or heard how that discussion would have went, you know. Um but there's something else that really sparks to to my mind as to the subtle disarray that he might be in. Um, and I think over through the lockdown, uh, obviously Michael couldn't get over to him. Um, so he went to Butch. And I just wonder, is there a subtle conflict of, not conflict of, of interest, obviously they're working uh, to his best interests, but just um, conflict of information. You know, and, and the interpretation of that information from maybe what Butch was relaying and then again what 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 Michael would be going on to, to kind of work on with with Rory, you know. Um I just wonder is that plane um or having any influence uh, on on him? Something's gonna give though in the next couple of mm. weeks with him. He's like I can't see him making a knee jerk reaction. I might be wrong. Like he could he could show up with Joey Lacav on the bag this week. <laughs> Butch Harmon squinting, looking at him on the range. Michael <laughs> Bannon's gone as well. Like you just don't know. You yeah. don't know what he's gonna do when he's in this. But um I just hope I hope he he just clarifies things up in his own head because I, I don't think it's a caddy problem. I don't think as much it's a coach problem. I don't think it's an equipment problem. It's a it's a pure mental. I don't think he can deal with the issues he's facing. I don't think he he can process the level of things. That I wouldn't even say that are going wrong, but just aren't going right for him at the moment. Mm. He hasn't had a period like this that so many different variables need looking at, and I think it's a little overwhelming. And you couple that with the fact that he's a new father six months ago. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on off the course that you know we don't probably give him as much slack for as much credit but as bad and all as he is and as bad and all as we paint a picture out of the way things are in Rory McIlroy's life he is still finishing 10th, 6th, 7th, 4th, 2nd like it's it's phenomenal how his C game is is getting the type of results that he mm. is getting if he half clicks with any of this the win is just around the corner, but he couldn't you, be further from a win. I've a, I've a, do you think, like, what's your opinion on it being like if, like, we know how natural, naturally talented he is, and again, like, C game and he's still top 10, not, not a problem. Is there something there that he's lacking, like, from a competitive edge point of view, like, just that grip between the teeth and just whitewash everyone? It seems to be when he's on form he's on form but again when he wins he wins but again a lot of the time he could win maybe if the if the bit was between the teeth that that com that competitor really came out in him i, I don't see that uh, in him a lot of the time i think when yeah. he's on form it's phenomenal to look at is that yeah, he not a missing ugly. ingredient huh he does he doesn't win ugly and no. like 
yesterday, Deshambo. Now he hit some unbelievably good shots, but he won ugly. He, he did. He missed a lot of fairways. Yeah. He uh, like he he got himself out of jail with a lot of putts for par, um, and it was a brute tough golf course. Like the only positive I'd look at from yesterday from Rory outside of the sixth hole. I think he, he was only one over par for the other holes. Mm. And on that golf course, on that Sunday setup, that wasn't a bad score. That wasn't yeah. a bad game of golf. So, um, yeah, he he has a lot of work to do, and it'll be interesting to see. He's defending champion. It's, it's <laughs> I find that hard to believe. Yeah. Defending champion going into this week. So, like, yeah. hopefully he has some good vibes that he brings with him and that. And he, um, but, yeah, I, I just... Pushes on. Yeah, I... I, I I struggle. I struggle with Rory. Like the ups and downs of following Rory McIlroy. I'm backing him to the hill. The enigma of Rory McIlroy. Oh, yeah, yeah. But um, interesting week as well. Shane Lowry. Um, another cut missed on a course that I thought that sort of US Open type setup. I thought it would have suited him down to the ground. It's it's starting to get worrying for Shane Lowry. And it, it's starting to get very worrying from um, the aspect of the last thing Shane Lowry needs is guys like Lee Westwood stepping up and performing from a Ryder Cup point of view. Uh, some of the elder statesmen really knocking down the door. And you look over the last four or five weeks, you've had like Molinari is starting to get his act together. Mm. Fitzpatrick was up there a few weeks ago. Sergio was up there a few weeks ago. You've Westwood up there. You've all these guys now gathering in behind your stalwarts, your, you know, your Rory's and all that that are going to be there anyway. It's not, it's not looking good at this time of the year for Shane. It kind of happened to him, I think, initially before um, the last Ryder Cup, where he kind of had a, a little bit of a sniff of getting in. Um, and, and again, I think he wants it so much that, yeah, he just probably has to just put the blinkers on and just do his own thing. And, and that will come in, in time, you know. Um, think that can get in on someone like him you know where he just he's mad to get into that team environment and wants it so much um but uh yeah that, that's definitely something i saw last time um and and i just hope he's he's able to react to that you know and react and to yeah he's a streaky player so he knows he's one good week one or two good weeks away from a win making it into that team like from his world ranking that is now but i think his world ranking the points that he got at abu dhabi they come to an end i think they fall off his world ranking list over the next yeah. week or two they so do. those coefficient points that he has like when they start to disappear if those results keep coming the way they are he'll find himself a lot closer to the to the top 100 than he yeah. is inside the top 50 now and so yeah. he needs to he just needs to click into gear over the next month you just you <laughs> I don't know what it is with with Irish. We we tend to make life hard for ourselves a lot of the time in these uh in these uh sporting arenas. So it's uh yeah, you just hope it doesn't come down to the wire for him where he has to again produce something to to, to get in it. You know, you just want them doing it comfortably. Yeah, because he'd be a fantastic addition to it. Like, there's no question oh, about it. Phenomenal match player and phenomenal yeah. in foursomes four ball that like he would be up there he just needs to yeah. get himself there so Correct. hopefully hopefully it happens but um across on the lpga tour then uh leona mcguire this week another like she better to finish from last week i know i cut up with her after last week's round um she like tied six unbelievably good finish that she she birdied the last two holes on a sunday mm -hmm. to f come from like 20th place up to sixth 
makes those type of finishes just make such a big difference in in your overall season when you add it all up at the end like to be able to pick up a loose shot here or there at the very end most definitely and and that's that's grinding to the to the to to the last hole till you sign your card that's massive momentum building for her and and again absolutely delighted for leona because you you see her kind of years gone past kind of gets gets onto the lpj tour kind of off gets back on again starts holding a bit of performance um and i think again it's just getting used to that environment you know um well capable of of going head to head with these these other ladies and i really really think um it's it's great to see. I'm really, really delighted for her. So I am. Yeah, and no, we're in such a good space in the the ladies' game. It's International Women's Day this week as well. So, yeah, uh, yeah hat tip to Leona uh, out there flying the flag for us. You know, so I think she'll kick on as well. You know, I, we said I was talking about it with John Craven last week. I think she's actually she's close to contending a golf tournament over there, yeah. the LPGA. And actually, uh, like I wouldn't be surprised to see her winning very soon. So. Yeah, I was talking to I was talking to Shane, um, who Shane O'Grady who does work with her, and uh, it it was just a it was just a a call. We were just catching up, and I was kind of asking how he was getting on and how he was finding working with his players through through this period. And he goes, "It's really interesting because it gave him a it gave him time to actually he would always do it, but more time to kind of just sit back and look at look at where their where their games are at, um, on a statistical level." And he was just like. Just watch out for Leon over the next while. He says, just looking at her numbers over the last few months, he's like, she's just arrow straight, just robotic in everything she's doing. Um, so it's you're starting to see the fruits of the labour now, you know. Yeah, that's oh, good to see. I think that's everything we've we've gone through. I don't know if you went more to add this week at all. I don't think so. Um, no, it was a, again just such a fun week of golf to look at. Um, as a, as a, as a golfer myself, um, as a, as a spectator to the game, it was just absolutely brilliant, and um, I, I I I I hope there's more to come. Um, it's it's a fantastic build up to uh, Magnolia Lane, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, bring bring more of this entertainment of of golf on, you know. Now we've more drama this week with the players ahead of us, so. Again, yeah. an unbelievable finish to a great golf course, you know. Yeah. 50, 15, 16, 17, 18. It's fantastic. Class holes. Yeah. Fantastic. So, and Rory McIlroy defending. Sure, what could go wrong? You probably what could will. Go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> you probably will, all the abuse he's getting, but no. Yeah. Uh, Mark, uh, a pleasure having you on this week. I appreciate the chats, as always. Not a problem, Pete. Always, always a pleasure uh, coming on to your show. Perfect. Well, um, we'll have all the latest news and results every day this week as always on irishgolfer.ie you can keep up to date on all of our social channels and if you do like the pod give us a subscribe or leave a comment or leave a review for us until next week we'll chat to you again soon cheers for tuning in bye